Hey, well, again, thanks so much for being here online with us this morning. Hey, last week we started this series, and we had this plan before all of this. Uh, our world changed so much. We were calling it the church that. Uh, we were looking at that as the church that is refreshing, the church that is relational, and the church that is relevant. And I think that that is so necessary for our world today, that we are refreshing when people need it, that that is the refreshing word of God, that we are relational. We are seeing this right now, that our world needs relationship, and we're going to be relevant in how we respond to our community in the world and to those in our church through this time. And I know there's so much going on with this, but hey, is it all right if we have a, a little fun with... Um, Man, this week we've had so much come in, but what has helped uh, to even laugh sometimes has been, there has been some, some classic memes that have come out, some social media stuff that has just had some funs or, yeah, fun, or as my mom calls them, she calls them, hey, did you see that Mimi? Uh, love you, mom. Uh, she talks about the memes that she sees on Pinterest. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, saw, saw some pretty funny ones out there. Um, and, and, and what this kind of feels like in this season, uh, this one person said, uh, it feels like somehow I'm stuck back in that weird period between Christmas and New Year's where anything goes. Anybody felt like that this week? It's like, what do I do? Do I get dressed? Do I just stay in my pajamas all day? How about this guy? This guy says, uh, day one of quarantine, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to improve my health. How many of you guys thought that? And then he says, day two of quarantine, due to, my pers- <laughs> due to personal reasons, I'm eating lasagna in my shower. Awesome, right? And uh, this is for all those people that are dating out there and you have to have a reason to break up. It says, uh, sorry, I'm practicing social distancing is going to be the most popular text breakup of this year. And this one right here says, me every 12 seconds because I'm not touching my face. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. So you guys are watching me on this video. Uh, you guys can keep me accountable of how many times I touch my face during this message today. Hey, uh, and then also one more, one more just for, just for fun is uh, some of you guys were going, man, I kind of missed the beginning of Lent and I forgot to give something up or you, you debated back and forth of what you were going to give up for Lent. Well, guess what? We got that covered for you. You have given up a lot this Lent season, so it's going to be an amazing Easter, however we end up celebrating it. All right. So, um, hey, so th- this whole idea of this, this social distancing and, I mean, we started the year it's 2020, 2020 vision. This is our year. And here we are three years into, three months into it. And we're going, wow, what in the world is happening? And, uh, you know, th- th- this has been a, a heavy week and has been a, a time that we simply go like, I don't know what to do. You know, th- there's, uh, there's some of us that are, I mean, if I can be honest, when I started writing this sermon and to when I am preaching it now has, has changed so much. The world is changing so quickly. This virus that we're talking about so much, we are taking in so much news that we can't even, can't even, can't even hear it all. Like it's constantly changing in our, in our minds, in our ears, in our, in our hearts are just, are, are just overwhelmed with all of this. So what do we do in times like this? And, and how do we be the church, the church that is loving, the church that is relational, refreshing, and 
relevant to our culture. How do we do this? Well, first, I just want to hit some very simple, simplistic things that we want to do as a church. And, and maybe you can put this into your own life. A, a great leadership podcast listened to and great leader, uh, Craig Groeschel, he says it this way. He says, don't make any long-term decisions today. We're not going to say uh, definitely that, that, that this, this is what we're going to do in three months. This is what we're going to do in five months. This is what we're going to do even a month from now. We are taking this crisis and this, this, the panic that can kind of be in our world. We're, we're not projecting out what's going to happen. We don't know everything that's going to happen. So we're just going to lead today. We're going to lead in this moment we're going to lead day to day. We're going to watch what's happening. We're going to pray to God for wisdom, for knowledge, for his leading of his Holy Spirit. And, and we're going to make the best and most wise decision that we possibly can. So what else are we going to do in this season as the church and who we are? We are going to remember who our God is. We are not going to forget who our God is. If you joined us last week, we talked about uh, the, this thing of like how we are the bride of Christ. If you missed it, go back and listen to it. We are the bride of Christ. He is our what? He is our protector. And see, as this news is coming faster to us than we can even take in, and we hear that we have to flatten the curve of this virus being spread, and we keep on hearing that we could potentially be carriers of this virus without even knowing it. We could potentially be, be passing this on. We can be carriers. I heard that so much this week, that we could be carriers of this without even knowing it. And I want us to step back and to put this into our perspective, into our lives, and go, you are a carrier. You are carrying something. But the question is, what are you carrying? The question is, is what you're carrying what the world wants right now? Or are they running and hiding from it? Are they scared of it? Are they, are they running from you or are they running to you? There's a few things that I want to talk to you about today that we have a tendency to carry at this time. Are you carrying faith, hope, and love? Or are you carrying fear, worry, and selfishness? We get to choose in this area, in this arena of our life, of what we are carrying. First, for those of you that are planners, you just heard me say that statement about like, we can't make decisions based out long, long, long way out. And that just like, that brings all kind of anxiety to you. That brings all kind of like worry, like what? I can't be in control of what is going to happen two or three months from now. I can't be in control of what happens next week. I mean, you are a planner. You like to have a plan. You like to have a strategy. You're going, I don't like that life is not normal. I don't like that I'm not as productive as I normally am. I don't like that this has, that this has taken over my life. And, and you are finding yourself frustrated right now in this season, in home, wherever you are, because you are not able to produce as you were a few weeks ago. And the reality is that you feel this, in, but the truth is that God's word in these moments speaks even louder and clearer and true, even though written so long ago, it has great wisdom and a sense of clarity today. As James, James, uh, James 4, 13, James 4, verse 13 says this, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. 
How many of us, that's become like our new reality? Like we used to think we would know what would happen tomorrow, but a lot of us in this sense are like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are but a mist that appears for a little while, and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And see, the truth is, not just in this season, in this time that we are in, with the COVID-19 virus spreading, are you unable to bank on the promises of tomorrow? Right? It's a new heightened awareness right now. But the truth is, we never know what the future holds. You never know what tomorrow holds. And when this season does pass and we are on the other side of it, are you going to be one that still believes that you control tomorrow, still have control of what tomorrow brings? Are you going to be one that, that lets these days that you're having right now, that it really is a heightened sense of you're not in control? Are you going to let it be a reminder that my days are numbered, that I am but a mist? And think about this time that you are forced to slow down. You're forced to slow down and, and how you respond and you're being annoyed with the, the talk of mandates and having mandates on us of, of having to shelter. You get more frustrated because of the lack of control when maybe for you, God is just using this to say, hey, can you start to trust me? Can you start to trust me? And listen, this has been a struggle for me. I see it in my own life of like, we have a hard time stopping. We get into the situation and we want to problem solve and we want to think and we want to work our way out of it every way that we can and how we can be the most productive and how we can make this work. Instead of just like breathing for a moment and saying, God, what, what are you saying in this time? What are you saying to me? How are you asking me to respond? Am I acknowledging God that you, that it's not my, it's not my gifting. It's not my creativity. It's not my talent. It's not my network. It's not my net worth that I'm trusting in, but God, I am trusting in you because nobody knows tomorrow what tomorrow holds. So that is one group of people that God is speaking like this worry, this, this, angst, this angst that you have inside of you. He's saying, hey, can, can you trust me? So we're going, we're going to respond that way of trusting him. Then there's a whole other group of people in our world and in, in our church and those that are listening that right now what you are carrying, you are carrying a feeling of fear. And there is lots of legitimate reasons of why you could feel that. I mean, in this moment, we are, we are seeing the stock market is dropping. Schools are closing. Some businesses are shutting down. People are, 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 are being mandated, encouraged for social distancing, working from home if possible, or not, then now kids are doing it at home. A ton of people are unable to work at all. Financial challenges are coming. Limited our, our connection with 10, no more than 10 people at a time. Here I am in an empty church building, preaching, limited travel, and we're short on toilet paper. You know, there's a lot of reasons for fear to come in. Fear of those that, that we love and care for that have a weaker immune system. Fear for elderly that we love that, that are, are more vulnerable at this time. 
And we're watching the news and we're scrolling and every time we see it, we're seeing the latest. And there's lots of situations that can bring fear. The fear of getting the virus, the fear of carrying the virus, the fear of spreading the virus without even knowing it. With this contagious virus. But perhaps the more contagious virus that is happening right now in our lives, in our culture, is the virus of fear. Right? Fear, because fear is contagious. I think we've seen that over these last few weeks of how contagious fear can be. It doesn't take much for fear to spread. It doesn't take much for even... So how do we as followers of Jesus not fall to this fear? How do we not be like that? Because we are told by Jesus and the Apostle Paul and the epistles that we are what? We are not of this world. That we do not view this world or experience this world or see this world through the same perspective, the same eyes, the same lens, the same sense of emotions and fear that the world has as it faces this pandemic. We have a different perspective that informs our decisions, a, a perspective that is different from this world. Remember, the Bible tells us do not be conformed to the image of this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of you this week have had to and asked God to help you renew your mind? It was rainy. It was cold. You were in the house all week, and all you're seeing is this this potentially scary news coming to you, and God, I need you to renew my mind. And God, we are not like the world. We have our focus on someone else. We know that this world is not all there is, and we will not live by fear, and we're telling ourselves this. But how many of you go, okay, I hear you, Pastor Damon, I know I should not be fearful, but what do I do if I still sense I'm worried, I'm afraid? How do I truly, honestly live by faith and not by fear? Great question to ask of how do I do this? Well, when Jesus was with us, he said this to his disciples. He says, And one second. And how do I go back? Uh, All right, we're going to edit the video right there. edit that in, even if we have to go to this slide right there. It says, what Jesus says to his disciples here, he is comforting his disciples, and he says in John 14, verse 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me also. Jesus is saying, hey, you believe that there's a God, you believe there's a creator. Hey, I'm, I'm amongst you, I'm with you. Believe in me also, believe in my words. And at the end of this, that's, a, that's the beginning of chapter 14, the end, he says this, He says, peace I leave you with, my peace I give you, and I do not give it as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. God, we talked about this last week. Hey, his peace he's giving you, his peace is not dependent upon how well the stock market's doing or what your job is or what the school situation or what your home life is or how much groceries you have. No, his peace does not come from that. His peace comes from something else. The New Living Translation says this, I'm leaving you a gift. 
a gift. When someone gives us a gift, we want to receive it. When someone gives us a gift, we want to, to cherish, we want to celebrate it and use that gift that he has given us. And so he gives us this peace. And how does he give us this peace? Well, if you go back to verse 25 and 26, and he says this. He says right here, all of this I have spoken while I'm still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So how we have faith in the midst of fear, faith when the world is telling us to be afraid, is that you don't have to be afraid because Jesus promised and he held true to his promise, as we read in the book of Acts, that he will send the advocate, the other word for it, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, to come and dwell within our very beings, to, 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 rule, to be part of that one that is renewing our mind, to setting our mind above, to remind us of who Jesus says he is and what he says he is doing. He says he's giving us this peace. It's, and the answer is not, like, is not like, you know, hiding our head in the sand and not paying attention to what's going on in the world. And it's not that we're just going to think happy thoughts and we're going to just, just listen to happy music all the time. No, Jesus says, the way that you're going to have this priest is that I'm giving you a promised gift. And this gift is the Holy Spirit that has come and has many functions and many roles in our life and the church life. And it's a beautiful gift that he has given us that empowers us to be his witnesses. But at this moment, I'm just leaning into the peace that the Holy Spirit brings, that comforter that surrounds us, that gives us faith in the moment of fear. God is giving you the gift of peace in your heart. When you receive Jesus into your life and you receive more of that Holy Spirit, as we were always asking for more of a filling of the Holy Spirit, more of it when the rest of the world is, is filled with fear, we have this gift from God that brings peace to our minds. This is why we live. This is how we can have faith over fear and not live by fear. The Holy Spirit comes and reminds us who God is, what God is doing, what God is up to. And he simply just needs to come and tell you and I in a time like this that God, our creator, the maker of the universe, the, our, our savior, he, he, he saw this coming. God is not like up in heaven with his head and his hands going, oh my goodness, how did this happen? I was, I was giving my attention over here to this part of the world and I had no idea that this virus was as bad as it is and now I see it happening. No, God was not taken off, uh, off, off guard by this. He knows what is happening. He is in control. He is on his throne. God, listen to this, God is not panicked. He's not taken aback. He's not surprised. He is not afraid. And if your God is not afraid, you can trust in the fact that he will help you to not be afraid. We have to remember that God is always faithful. He is always in control. He always has a plan. His plans supersede our plans. His wisdom is above our wisdom. He, he thinks things are above our ways. Our God has a plan. He tells us he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He's working all things, everything, everywhere, every day for our good. He will not leave you. He's working all things, everything. Your God is working in this battle for our very lives. He's, he knows what you're facing. He knows what you are yet to face tomorrow, even though you don't know what tomorrow holds. He knows, and he wants to walk with you and be with you 
for that. For we live by faith and not by fear. Not by fear. Second Timothy says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. I love that. Of power. God has given us this, this spirit of power and love. Just love one another and self-discipline. I think it's so important about that self-discipline that we're not going to allow our minds and our hearts to get pulled into things that are not what he has called us to be part of. That he is going to... He is going to continue to help us to set and renew our minds daily. He is in charge. He is in control. So we don't have to be panicking. We have the peace of heaven here and now. We are not, we don't have to be fearful. We can walk and live by faith. Because we, again, those of us that are believers, those of us that have a trust in Jesus, those that have placed our trust, our faith, our hope in who Jesus is, we do not think like this world because why? Because we are not of this world. We walk by faith and not by fear. So what are you carrying? What are you carrying around you? Because what you're carrying is contagious to those are around us. Fear is contagious. It is contagious. We saw that play out. Fear is contagious to people around us, but so is faith. When you carry faith into the room, when you carry faith into a situation, when you speak faith into others, it is contagious. Others want it. Others are gravitated and drawn to that, that you get to be a faith spreader, a God-loving, love-giving hope dealer, one that just cares for people and meets them in the moment of their fear, in the moment of their worry, and turns their eyes and their focus towards Jesus. So whatever you're carrying, people are going to catch. They're going to catch. It's going to rub off on whatever you are carrying, which leads to the next point of that God has called us that we are called at this time, always, but even more so in this time, we are to be sacrificial and not selfish. We are to be sacrificial and not selfish. The Holy Spirit puts this heart of compassion for others inside of us at this time, helps us to see in the needs of others over our own needs. I want to be honest, how many of you guys, how many of you had selfish moments this week? How many of you had moments where you wanted just some you time, some me time, some away time with all that is going on? I mean, again, this this week brought some real challenges for a lot of people. I mean, I mean, at the beginning of the week, we did not know that we were going to have to figure out, like even here at the church, we, we, we got it get the news like okay we can't have church and people aren't who knows how long we're gonna not be able to meet in the building and come together and I mean one of our things is we gather that's what we say here we River City Church we gather grow and go and like how are we gonna do this so we're 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 figuring out ways to check and follow up with people we're figuring out um how to how to do church online and small groups online and 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 keep people connected and all this stuff and at the same time kids come home from school got three kids all three different grades of school and we're teaching them how to use technology and trying to do that and trying to work from home and all this stuff. And, and even though I have failed multiple times, multiple, multiple times, I still think that I am a multitasker. I fail every time I try to multitask, but yet there's something stupid inside of me that thinks I can do it. I can teach my 
second grader while I'm trying to work at the same time. And that's what I tried to do this week. And here I am trying to to edit some stuff and trying to to make some plans and trying to talk to people while at the same time trying to teach my second grader how to tell time. And he's learning things like quarter till, quarter past. And I say, well, what is a quarter? And he just learned money right before this. He says a quarter is 25. And I'm like, well, that's true in money. It's 25 cents. But when we come to time, it's 15 minutes. So what is a quarter past? When he goes, what's 25? And, I'm, I, and, and, and like, it's just like, he, I'm trying, and I have no skills at teaching a second grader how to tell time. I have no idea. I just know how to tell time. I don't know how to tell someone how to tell time. I just know how to do time. So I'm sitting there trying to, to explain to him in this way, and my frustration is rising, and my selfishness is rising. And then how, what does that do that spreads? Is that I'm trying to be nice, and I even tried to turn on the nice teacher voice and explain it in a nice, calm voice. And I got so calm and so quiet that he laughed at me. That he just started laughing and everybody started laughing at me as I tried to be the teacher and that just like erupted and in a few moments it went from laughing to crying I don't know if anybody else had a week like that but like man there's some challenges there's some tensions fortunately we had a new day be able to start it right the next day. Hey, let's do devotion first. Let's, let's talk about Jesus and the compassion that he has and who he is and let's talk about his forgiveness that, it, that shows us how to have peace in our home See, because by nature, we are, we're all fallen. We're all fallen in nature, and so we're all, by nature, selfish. But we're redeemed because of Christ, and the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and starts putting something inside of us that becomes sacrificial. And it's God who models this for us, of giving up his very own life. And he comes and lives and dwells within us. Philippians 2 3 says this, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Others above yourself. Don't freak out. Don't worry. Don't, don't just think about you in this moment. Don't just focus on what you need in your own interest, but take the interest of others. And I love that that's what I saw even this week in our church community, people calling me and saying, hey, Damien, hey, we, we're prepared, we're ready. Hey, do you have enough food? Hey, I don't care if you have enough food or not. People are like, I'm bringing food to your house. Are you taking care of, hey, is there people in the church that need someone to come visit them, coming to come check on them? Hey, is there anybody that needs help shopping? People are reaching out. Others saying, hey, your, your kids don't have anywhere to go and you don't want them sitting at home all day while you're at work and they're trying to do school? Bring them over to my house. I see people doing this and caring for one another. I see others saying, hey, I made some extra food and come drop this off and you know anybody else that needs some soup and I know anybody that needs this. And we even had a great conversation in our board meeting the other night of, of like, God, what are you doing in the middle of this? What are you doing in this? And we're seeing like this is prayerful and believing that like God is going to shake up the church in a new way, that we are going to be a body that is connected, that is community together. That, that one said like, and then there's a barn raising days that when, when someone else is struggling, that we're going to go help them the way that we can. We can go raise up their lives and give them that, that step forward that they need. We're going to become a community. Even someone else sent me a text and said, with the things that we're doing through social media and videos and text groups and all this stuff, they said, you know what, I'm quarantined to my house, but I feel more connected to the church than I ever have. I mean, that's pretty awesome of what we're doing. We're leaning into what God is doing in this season. And I think about the first century church. Right after the church gets started, what do we see is they're, they're facing extraordinary persecution. And, and they're losing their homes because of their faith. And, and families are having to scatter. And all of a sudden, what are they doing? They start selling their properties. And they start sharing with one another. And they, they see this opportunity not to be selfish, to be sacrificial. And what do we see in Acts 2, 
Verse 44 says the believers, they had everything in common. They had everything in common. What did they do? They didn't hoard. They didn't become selfish. They didn't run out just guarding for themselves. Instead, they took care of each other. And I love that because I believe that over these next few weeks and the months that ahead that we as this church and the Big C Church are going to have an opportunity to bless others, to respond to others in a time of need. What if we're just available to people and there for them? And it could be, yes, providing physical needs. But what about even mentally and emotionally and spiritually? What if we just make ourselves available to people in their lives and speak words of, into their lives that speak encouragement into their lives? You don't know how people might be hurting in the days to come and afraid, and you could simply send a text, give a phone call, get on a Zoom call with them, get on a Facebook chat with whatever kind of way you want to connect, and just speak life. You know, pray with people, have a devotion with people over over the internet, talk some scripture into them, raise them up, build them up, scripture together all the time, because that's what we see. I think we have this opportunity in this world today, in our current circumstance to speak truth into people's lives, to be able to be together even more. What do we see in the book of Acts? It says they met together in the temple courts every day, and then they also went from house to house, breaking bread and being there. I believe that we have an opportunity for so many Christians, American Christians that have had a once-a-week faith, that we don't no longer a once, one, I'm sorry, not a once, uh, yeah, once a week faith, not just one day a week coming and having faith, but an everyday faith, an everyday speaking life to each other, an everyday, not just going to church on Sunday, but everyday being the church and responding to those by being in community, reaching out, caring, loving, encouraging one another. And I love it. It says, every day as they continued to meet together in the temple courts and broke bread in their home and ate with glad and sincere hearts, praising and enjoying the favor of God and all his people, the Lord added daily to those who were being saved. What if we trusted and believed that God was going to use this as an opportunity for more people to come into the very kingdom of God, to come and know him. What if this was an opportunity for the church to rise up and not just talk about being the church, but go be the church that goes and draws new believers every day? What if every day people were coming to the Lord? So we are going to walk by faith, not by fear. We are going to be sacrificial and not selfish. And one more is we are going to shine the light and not hide it. We are going to shine the light and not hide it. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. But instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You are the light of the world. You are called to be that light. And the good news is that you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to be faith builders, to be love givers, to be 
hope dealers, to be hope and light shiners, to be love givers, to care for those people. 1 Thessalonians 1.8 says this, the Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, Achaia, their faith in God has become known, your faith in God has become known everywhere. What if that was to happen? What if in this time we see the love of God spread out in a powerful, mighty way? What if this thing that we have, what we're carrying, becomes contagious to other people? And other people say, I want that. Because we're all carrying something. What are we carrying? Are we carrying faith, hope, and love? Or are we carrying fear, worry, and <laughs> fear, worry, and doubt, and fear, and, 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 and hoarding, and selfishness. What are we carrying? Are we carrying the very love of God? Are we carrying this? Because it, it rang out from you. It echoed out from, it spread to the people everywhere. We have an opportunity, and even though we're shut up in our homes, the gospel does not shut up. Even though if you have to shut your doors, the gospel is still going to break out because we have this amazing new technology that enables us to reach more people and to connect with more people because of this. So we are hope givers. We are light shiners. Ah. So we do not hide our goodness. We have technology. That works. All right. So what we see with Jesus is that when he came, we saw people gravitate to the very things that he was doing and how this spread. Matthew 9, 26 says, Jesus raised this little girl from the dead. The news spread throughout all the region. When Jesus cast out evil spirits, the news spread. The news spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Mark uh, 1, 28, Jesus used his disciples to do miracles and it spread, the, spread word spread. Acts 6, uh, 7, God, you, God's word spread his disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. As we spread the good news of Jesus, it's going to spread quickly. Think about the moment that we hear on the news that the cure for this virus has been created, that they have something for the cure. That news is going to spread so quick, and that is going to be amazing, wonderful good news, and that's going to, be, that's going to go out so fast. But the message of Jesus is also called to spread and to be good news that goes out so quickly because his love, his faith, his enduring hope that his life his, that goes beyond this creation, it goes beyond this body, it is eternity that we are talking about. Listen to me, church. This is an opportunity for us to be contagious with the very things of Jesus that we carry, with the Holy Spirit that we carry, that we become contagious, that we continue to spread his love, his grace, his mercy, his compassion, believing that Jesus has given us something that the world needs and the world desires. As the world gets darker, the light of Jesus shines brighter. As, as it gets more desperate, the hope becomes more attractive. As the world becomes more fearful, faith becomes more desired. We are the body of Christ. We do not hide our light. We let it shine. We let it shine. I know this might be weird, but 
as you're in your home, I want to come to a close. We've been doing this lately. Like, if you want to stand, just kind of change your mindset. And I want to read some things. We've been saying that we are not of this world and things that we are not. We have to remember who we are not because the world wants to keep on tricking us. We want to keep on fooling ourselves into who we are not. We are the bride of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are the church. We are not of this world. We are of a new world. We, when, and so I want to look at some verses that say not, that not, just to remind us what we are not. Okay, when Jesus was, when the angel uh, said that Jesus was being born, says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. When Jesus came, he said, I did not come for the healthy, but came for the sick. I did not come for the righteous, but I came for the sinner and the hurting and the broken. We are not of this world. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word of God that proceeds out of the mouth, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus does not lead us. He does not lead us in temptation, but he delivers us from evil. Therefore, we are not to store up treasures on earth, but instead store up treasures in heaven. Jesus teaches this. Do not worry about tomorrow, for each day has enough worries of itself. As followers of Jesus, we are to walk by faith and not by sight. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a, but a power, love, and a sound mind, that we are not praying our own will, but we are praying his will for our lives. We are not saved by works, but we are saved by grace alone. We are justified by Christ, not by our works, not by our deeds, not by the law, but by what Jesus has done. We are, God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation. Therefore, we do not set our mind on earthly things. We do not just look at what the news and social media and what the world around us is saying. We set our mind on things above As followers of Jesus, we will not grow weary in doing well because at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. Our difficult times, yes. Our difficult times and unknown times ahead of us, yes. But is this a great time for our faith to rise up? Is this an opportunity for us to face this opposition and join hands together and be the church that the powers and principalities of this dark world cannot prevail? We are the church of Jesus Christ, and we are called to overcome evil with good. We are the church. We are to not give up meeting together. As the scripture says, we are not, even in times like this, through virtual online internet world, we can continue to encourage one another's hearts. Let me pray for us this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the encouragement of your word. We thank you, Lord, that we're able to set our mind on things above, even in moments, God, when the world around is shaking and worry and fear are at so many people's doors. Lord, I ask that you would empower us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, for those that are really struggling, God, to to have faith over fear. I ask that your Holy Spirit would just fill them right now, Lord, that they would just sense the comforter the advocate, the Holy Spirit to come into their hearts and that they will be faith-filled and not fear-filled. God, for those that their desire right now is to withdraw and to be selfish, Lord, open their hearts of compassion because of the Holy Spirit to look out and be selfless and sacrificial. 
And Lord, help us, Lord, not to hide our light, but to let it shine bright. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here with us this morning online, meeting with us. Continue to stay connected through our website, through Facebook, through Instagram, through email, all those kind of ways. Stay connected. We love you. We're here for you. Always reach out. If you have prayer requests, you want to pray with someone, we have, uh, you can email amen at the River City Church for your prayer time. We'll even possibly set up some Zoom prayer meetings for you to join in. All right. Love you guys. Have a great Sunday.